<laughs> welcome. <laughs> I was just commenting on the wonderful rain outside now. It's really lovely. It's, it sounds, I told you it was going to sound like an NPR episode. The welcome. little subtle rain in the background. Welcome to Wings with Friends, everybody. <laughs> it's my NPR voice. I don't think it's very good. An NPR voice is just a whisper. It's an inside voice. It's an inside voice. It's like a coffee shop. It's chastising a kid, and you don't <laughs> want anyone to know. In a grocery store. Look, You're too woke to yell at them. Look, when we get home, you are in so much trouble. That's the NPR voice. <laughs> I'm going to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> but I still love you. Exactly. <laughs> Welcome to Wings with Friends, everybody. Thanks so much for being here. I'm Mary Upchurch, your host, and I am here with a very hilarious comedian and writer, Chris Centeni. Hello. How is everyone? Hold on. Let's wait for them to answer. Yeah, that's my... Justina, Carrie, Jen, Jesse's, how is it? Any, anyone? My, my four listeners, like I'll just, you know. Anyway, um, I'm so excited to be here. And I first, before we get started, I wanted to say, hey, do you have a wing story that you want to share with me? You want me to read on the air? Or maybe you want me to invite you on the podcast? Send me your best wing stories at wingswithfriends at gmail.com. I promise to check that email address one day. Um, but I'd love to hear it because I know people have these stories. And that's like how I got this guest because you've got a lot of wing stories, right, Chris? Oh, yeah. It's a big part of my life. <laughs> it is a part of it. It is now a big part of my life. Uh, so, you know, we have that in common. Um, well, before we get there, though, tell me a little bit, uh, a little bit about yourself. Like, who are you? Uh, I am... Well, I'm a guy, I'm a comedian, I'm a writer, um, pretty low key. I try not to, if I tried to hype myself up, I would be like, I'm a very level person at all times. You are, are I you try a, to, I'm not a peaks and valleys guy externally. Are you a good person to have in case of an emergency? Uh, I think so, yeah. Like you would be the one to like save everybody. Yeah, I just don't. My whole vibe on, on most everything is like, well, okay, this is where we're at now, so yeah. let's just solve it. Do you think that I can come across as, like, I'm angry or I'm mean? Do people misread you? All the time. Because I was scared as shit of you <laughs> not that long ago. And I was like, that guy hates me. No, uh, actually, I was, I don't even remember what I was doing. I was doing another podcast, and I had the guys actually say that two or three times. They're like, you come off as the angriest person I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> And I was I mean, like, uh, I'm just trying to be cool. <laughs> I'm just trying not to be, I don't know, man. No, no, it's good. It's good, though, because, one, nobody's going to mess with you, first of all. Right. I mean, you probably don't have people just hugging you all the time. No. That's my world. Like, people just think they can hug me. People just enter your space. Yeah, I'll be shopping no. at Target, and they're like, um, do you know where I can find the paper towels? I'm like, I don't fucking work here. <laughs> but I just look like... Like customer service. Uh, I, I only have the one downside, which is that sometimes I think I look real stable. So people who are having like uh, a crisis <laughs> or an issue will just walk up and tell me everything I could ever not want to know. You know about like I just got out of rehab and like I'm re I'm relapsing really bad. Like I'm gonna help. Them. I don't know how to help. Right. You're like cool. But I guess I look like I got some answers. Maybe you should be a counselor. I don't know that we need that. <laughs> oh, fantastic. So you're a comedian and a writer. What, yeah. uh, how long have you been doing comedy? Uh, I think like six years now. Nice. Six, yeah, six is about right. Okay, probably towards the end of the podcast, I'm going to ask you, like, what is the coolest 
thing or experience you've had in comedy. But I'll give you a chance to think about it, and we'll kind of talk about that at the end. Okay. Okay. So think about that while you're answering all these other questions. Yeah. Um, now, so we mentioned before, Chris Centeni, you love wings. I love them so much. That's it's, why I had to get you on this podcast. What is it about it? Like, where'd this come from? Uh, I, honest to God, kind of wish I had that answer. I've just always liked them. Um, it's just an inner calling, I guess, chicken wings. But what I think it is, is like, it's, it's perfect. It's like juicy on the inside, crispy on the outside. It's fried, which makes you feel good when you yeah. eat it. And then it's pretty much a blank canvas. You could put sauces on it. You could put rubs on it. You could do whatever. You can experiment until... Smoke them. You could smoke them, which I do a lot. Do you? Yeah. I love it. Uh, it's just, you can eat five of them. You can eat 55 of them. It's just perfect to me. It is. It's a foundational thing for me. I love this. Um, so, do you... So, what are your preferences? Like, do you like a dry rub or do you like a wet wing? I like a wing. This is... Uh, I like a wing that's been sauced, but not drowned. You know, like mm. we're not we're not waterboarding the chicken wings, and <laughs> so I, I like sauce them. And then what I actually do if I make them myself is I sauce them, and then I put them back on the grill or something, <gasps> and tack up the sauce so Ooh. that it's not dripping everywhere. Um, that is something. The grilled wing is kind of no one wants to really talk about it. Or you fry a wing. And then you just grill it right at the end yeah. with the sauce on it. Cogburns does that. Do they? I think so. See, I've not, I've not been there. Um, there's a couple around here in the East Valley, um, and they're known for their big wings. You know, like their big, like GMO enhanced <laughs> <laughs> on steroids wings. That's what I was just gonna say. The ones that you're like, I don't. There's no chicken that was happy that looked this big. I'm like, picturing a chicken with like big muscles, like working out in the prison yard. <laughs> That's what I mean. And you're like, this chicken probably was just pumped. Like, we ban athletes for what they're putting in our chicken, is what I'm saying. <laughs> but we reward chickens. Chickens are a reward when they've been hormoned and steroided. And then we kill them. Right. The reward is they die. I think that chicken probably gets to fuck all the other chickens, though. I... Oh, wait. Chickens are... Oh, That's what I'm saying. Oh, gosh. You see I, what I'm saying? I'm stupid. It's not, it's not that. It's just... <laughs> It's just so hard to handle. Wait, chickens are female and roosters are male? Yeah. Okay. And I think Gosh. you're, but the problem is, you see, it's such a depressing cycle for these chickens. You're looking desperately for a way to make it not sad. Man, this did get dark. It got dark, but it's okay. They're so tasty, though, and they're the perfect food. That's so, why we eat them, and you finish them, and you don't leave stuff on the bone. Okay, so that's another big question I ask. Like, you clean your bone. Have to. At least you have to do your best. I'm not going to, like, come through and check people's bones. But, like, don't – I hate when people just bite out of the middle and leave uh, all that stuff on the end. Right? And exactly. You're I'm like, getting better. I'm trying. No, it's people, – people are works in progress. No <laughs> one's perfect. We'll get there. Um, but, yeah, it drives me nuts, especially when you see, like, a – like, the worst is when somebody orders, like, a bunch. They order, like, three dozen, and then they're just eating the middle. And you're like, uh, just so you understand, uh, 36 chicken wings is 72 chickens, right? Isn't that yeah. right? Or am I wrong? 18. I'm going to say yes because I can't add. Nope. It's 18. So that's 18 chickens that died for you to eat that basket. Whoa. <laughs> A dozen wings is like six chickens. 
Whoa. I mean, they use the meat for other stuff, so just, you know, I'm not trying to guilt people. But yeah, it's, it's like you should respectful to the chicken. Wow. That is real stuff. I'm going to do better. And I, you know, I've been podcasting now for a little bit, and yeah. I'm learning about this stuff. And I've had some real good wing cleaners. And uh, one of my friends, Dwayne Perkins at Big Pine, was talking about, he he kind of imagines he's in a wing eating contest. Okay. And they will weigh the wings before and after. So it is about how you clean them. That's, that's how everyone should be eating them. I yeah. mean, you probably don't have to, like, slam them quickly. I'm assuming that's part of an eating contest. Right, but. like just suck them... It out there. Oh yeah, are you the are you a bone like on the flats? Do you break the bones or do you just? Oh no, I don't break bones. I do like the little game of trying to get the meat yeah. in the middle. Yeah, yeah, you play. You like to make it a little bit more exciting. A to little. Dance. Yeah. It, it that's where the good meat is. That's why oh, I think it's totally worth it. Do you prefer a flat or a drummy? Um, I mean, gun to my head, I actually do kind of like flats. Yeah. I think the ratio is a little better yeah. on like the crispy skin and stuff. Yeah. But. I'm really never, it all came from a chicken, right? So, yeah. and it's all going to be delicious. Like a wing purist. So I don't, uh, I don't, like if, if I had a plate that was like all drums, I'm not going to lie to you and say I wouldn't be like, I feel like I should have got a flat there. Right. Or, you know, I'm not going to be like, no drums, this is a nightmare. But, you know. I like the balance. I like getting both. I, flats are my favorite, but I like having both. You have to have even if it's just to appreciate the flats more, you need a few drums. Oh, man. You need some that are, like, real difficult to eat. Just to remind yourself. To slow yourself down. Slow, keep <laughs> I'm not getting slowed down. <laughs> no one's going to stop No me. one's stopping me. Once the wings are there, I'm going until they're gone. What's the perfect amount of wings for you in a sitting? 24. Two dozen. Have you noticed a lot of places aren't doing it as dozens anymore? Like... We had, na- oh, I haven't even talked about what we had, but like a native New Yorker, these were 10 packs, they call them. And I'm like, 10? I, at least that has a number on it. Yeah. Uh, the ones that are starting to get on my nerves are the by the pound uh-huh. people. Because it feels like, I can't prove it, but it feels like I'm getting ripped off. You probably are. I'm like, well, is it a pound of meat? Because uh-huh. there's bones in all of these. Yeah. I know they're bird bones. They don't weigh anything. Bird bones. But, like, I, I don't know. I don't like the buy the pound thing. We're, we're getting dangerously close to them just putting market price next to chicken wings. I think it's getting to that. And then I'm going to have a fit. Yeah. This ain't lobster. Then I, yeah, then I will have a meltdown. Let's yeah. just keep in mind it's wings. Yeah. Right? So we had, uh, this episode is ancho chili lime from Native New Yorker. Uh, you picked that flavor. What'd you think of those wings, Chris? I actually liked it a lot. Yeah, you never uh, had them. I'd never had them, so I was like, "Let's try something," because like uh, I think we talked about this. The honey hots are the best. Honey hot is good. But everybody's gonna do honey hot, so we wanted to try something different. And uh, it was a dry rub, mm-hmm. which I didn't expect, and I liked it a lot. Like I would have eaten a lot more. It of was those. that the zing of the lime is what I. What, You're right. I had one of yours, and I was like, "Oh, that that really got you." Because, like, the, yeah, you're right. Because it's that, well, chili lime is such a great combo yeah. anyway. And it is, man. It's like, I don't know. Not to be, I'm not a chef. I don't know. But the acid yeah. is cutting through or it's something. It's a flavor profile. <laughs> we <laughs> sound like some douchebags right now. Nailed that. <laughs> um, it's that kind was of, perfect. Do you, by the same account, do you like um, lemon pepper? Okay. This is a good thing. Uh, lemon pepper I had never had in my life. 
um, until I started listening to a lot of Migos records. Okay. And then they started talking about Atlanta, and then I looked up Atlanta's like food culture, just out of boredom. Yeah. And they talked about this lemon pepper thing. And then I tried to make my own, and they were terrible because I messed it up. I, I didn't follow the recipe. It's just Larry's. But, well, yeah, but see, I, I, I tried to go off script and, like, uh, make my own. With lemons? Yeah. Oh, I, I tried to, like, zest my own and dry them out uh-huh. and stuff. Did you, if you, you couldn't see it, but he kind of did a finger thing, like a zesty, he's like the salt bay guy. He was <laughs> doing that. And he didn't do it on purpose. It just came natural. No, I just was so excited. It's... Well, I think, um, no, with lemon pepper, you just do that shake, you know, stuff that comes in the shaker. Yeah. Like, keep it real simple. Um, but in a way, like chili lime is kind of like that. It's like a little bit of zest, kind of that, that bite, and then the, the pepper. I, uh, I think I'm, what I actually have decided is I want, the next time I go back east, like to visit family or something, I'm going to make sure my layover is in Atlanta. Nice. And then I'm going to go get some real ones from, from the places that are known for them. That sounds, I think, I think Wings with Friends needs to do a road trip. That would be eat sweet. wings across the country. It's basically, to me, that's what will happen to me after I die. <laughs> I'll get to the pearly gates and I'll be like, here's a van with air conditioning and all your CDs. <laughs> all your CDs. <laughs> I don't want an, an iPod. No. All your CDs. And you just drive around for the eternity eating chicken wings. What? What? Uh, okay, let, let's run with this for a second. What CDs are in that? Because um, uh, you know it's a CD holder, probably one of those books. It's a book. With with where you put it in the little slider. What CDs are in that trip? Oh man. Um, first things first. There's going to be Neil Diamond. There's going to be probably the greatest hits of. There's like ten greatest hits collections because yeah. I feel like. Springsteen's got a great nice. greatest hits. But if you get into all his records, they're good, but you yeah. get really sad. <laughs> they're like really depressing. Uh, like Elton John's greatest hits, all the classic rocks. Okay. Uh, what year did you graduate high school? 2006. Oh, okay. I thought you were older. No, everyone <laughs> does. <laughs> Would you believe I'm like probably 10 years older than you? Really? Yeah, I graduated in 96. Really? No, I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah. See, I, I know how I look. I mean, really. No. <laughs> I know how I look. <laughs> I do. So I think I come off with the beard and like with the balding. I've had people tell me they thought I was 45 years old. Before, oh, wow. Which is, you don't know if that's a compliment or not. So I look like I've seen some shit. You've got an old soul. What, uh, what else would be in that greatest hits uh, in that van uh, on the wing trip? Um. Uh, probably, this is where it would get a little experimental, because I went through, uh, like, especially to, in the 2000s, I went through, like, a real heavy, like, progressive rock, oh. super heavy metal phase. I was re- I was the angriest guy. Mm. Maybe uh, that's why right? you look the way you do. That's probably it. I probably took years <laughs> off my life with, like, Red Bull and tantrums. <laughs> Red Bull but, and tantrums. Uh, there would probably be some, I would put Slayer in there. Mm. I used to love Slayer. Slayer was the first record that ever scared me. Wow. Like, it was music that I actually, like, stopped it and was like, whoa. Whoa. (laughs) These dudes are out of their minds. You know, like, how many records they got? And I bought them all. Um, I I saw Slayer at the, uh, believe it or not, the Beale Street Music Festival in Memphis, Tennessee, one of the best concert festival trips I've ever taken. Yeah, I've never even heard of this. It's amazing. And, and I think because we live here, we don't hear about it. But my friends in St. Louis, like, they go every year. Okay. But uh, it's in Memphis, Tennessee. 
and this, um, it's kind of like the summer lineup that travels everywhere in a way. They just call it different things, you okay. know? But um, that year I saw, imagine this though, Slayer, yeah. Wiz Khalifa, yeah. Three Six Mafia, Florence and the Machine, Bush, yeah. uh, Girl Talk, which is like an EDM. Oh, yeah. So it was just eclectic, and it was organized by stage, so you could be like, I want to see this band at this time, I'm going to go see this band, but really, really fun time. And during the day, we would like do historical things, go to Graceland, we went to the Lorraine Motel, and then, then eat some really good barbecue, smoked yeah. wings, every menu, um, and then As get down to be. the festival, and yeah, I recommend it. Uh, that lineup sounds so good to me. Because that's the thing. I, that's why questions like that are so hard, because I do not discriminate against type of music yeah. at all. Kind of like everything? I love everything. Like, I just love music. If people have instruments and they're playing it, I'm in. Yeah. You know what I love? When I'm at a concert, then, and I don't go to a lot of concerts anymore, but I did see Social Distortion um, oh, not that, cool? that long. Yeah, it's like the third time I've seen them, and it's neat to be 40. Yeah. And I was like, I wrote on Facebook, I was like, the last time I saw Social Distortion, I wasn't obsessed with the news and worried about a work trip the next day. <laughs> yeah. And no, it's true. It was so mellow, but I remember going in San Diego and like guys are like stretching, getting ready to fight or dance or something and like just like a melee like and this time it was at the marquee and it was just like, "All right, let's enjoy the music." Oh, but I was going to say I love when people have children there yeah. with headphones because it's like you're showing your kids that the, this music comes from somewhere. Like, people play instruments and perform. Right. It's, I thought, I always love that stuff. I love seeing kids at shows. Like you said, when they're in a protected environment, I guess you want to say. But, like, we saw, my wife and I went with my buddy. We saw Dropkick Murphys and Rancid. Nice. At uh, Rawhide. And there was all these little kids there with, like, Dropkick Murphy shirts on. And it was really cool to me that, like, they're now sharing it. Yeah. It's but in a different way for that group, it's kind of like um, it's kind of like they're still passing the Irish songs down because they oh, do yeah. the covers and stuff. Yeah. So it's almost like, not that it's like... It's a, a cultural cult experience. Yeah. Or is yeah. that what you were going to say? Kind of, yeah. You're keeping the culture alive, but it's also like absolutely out of control the whole time. So. Right. You're not going to stick uh, your 12-year-old in the mosh pit, but... No. Um, I certainly hope not. No. But they're getting exposed to, to, to culture. Yeah, I think it's cool. You I expose them to different people. Different I don't ideas. have any kids, so I don't. Yeah, so but I think it's neat when people do it. Um, maybe they just couldn't find babysitters. Maybe they. No, I. Yeah, I mean that that I get too, but I think it's better if you like are, they're involved. Like if they know yeah. they're going and they get to be part of it. Yeah. Like uh, Sabbath, my wife took me. That was like the best concert of my life. She took me to see Black Sabbath's last tour. Uh huh. And it was like generations of people coming together. Yeah. So that we would see like a, a kid, he was like eight, and then his dad, who's like 38, and then his dad, who's like 60 or yeah. whatever. And they were all they were all in their Sabbath gear coming to see Sabbath. And they're spending time together. That's what, It was so cool. I, I mean, I kind of had like this, this hilarious thought to myself that was like, I, it's really cool that you guys could bond over like the darkest... <laughs> doomiest band in the whole world yeah oh that is really neat and i i didn't get that my parents didn't take me to concerts but the the thing i have that's kind of parallel is i feel like i grew up um just listening to my dad's music in his truck yeah so driving somewhere like 
I feel very, um, and I don't know if everybody's like this, but I feel like for me, like I feel really well versed in like 60s, uh, 70s, um, like Vietnam era songs. Those are my favorite. And I realized it was because my dad would be like, oh, this was my Vietnam song. Or this one, you know, the give me a ticket for an airplane. You know, and I hear it now and I'm like, oh my gosh, like. It's so um, loaded emotionally. Yeah, and it meant something. Right. That's. I actually just probably, I don't know, two months ago, I got really, um, my, Eric Subject, one yeah. of my fellow comics. Love Eric. He, um, he introduced me like five years ago to the Grateful Dead, mm-hmm. and I was like, they're stupid. I don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> and, now, and now I'm like in. Eric Subject listens to the Grateful Dead? Are you kidding? Yeah, what right. a shocker. Yeah, right? <laughs> totally out of character for Eric. Uh, no, but so he got me into him, and, uh, and now I listen to him all the time. It's like too much, and my wife hates them. Mm-hmm. Like, my wife has a joke where she's like, you know when you have a dinner party, and you say everyone, you know, it goes till 9, and everyone leaves at 8.30, but one friend stays until like 2 o'clock <laughs> in the morning? <laughs> She's like, that's the Grateful Dead. Is your wife a comedian? No, she's not. She should be, though. Oh, my gosh. She sounds hilarious. I, uh, she has, she, I did In on the Joke with Aaron Kyle Miles, and she wrote my set, and it destroyed. Dang. So, like, I was half really proud, and half, like, my ego was shattered. I was like, my wife is way funnier than me. But it was cool, man. She's funny, but that's awesome. At least to, to talk about jokes with and tell you your, does she give you feedback? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I will, uh, like I'll run a, there's no room out there that can be, that will intimidate me because like I'll run a joke that I think is so funny. I think it's like going to be my bit. Like everyone's going to love me and I'll say it to her and she'll just glare right through me. And then when it's over, she'll be like, Oh, that was it. Okay, well, no, I wouldn't tell that one. Why does she hate you? <laughs> no, I don't think she hates me. I think she expects me to be better. That is freaking amazing, and I'm really jealous. This is why men in comedy have it easy, because they have women to support them. Kind of. I, I don't think, I'll be that was a That was a bold statement. I don't know if I believe it, but. Uh, you probably it's not true. wrong. Probably not wrong. Right? The women do a lot of the heavy lifting here. Yeah. Because they hold everyone's life together while these guys go do whatever they're doing. Yeah. So, Wait, what's, your, what's your wife's name so I can stop calling her she? Uh, Brittany. Brittany. Yes. Okay. How long have you been married? Uh, we're, what, November 12th will be a year this year. That's so great. So you're newlyweds. We're, yeah, still, still pretty new. But we've been together five, a little over five years. Where did you meet? Uh, we were actually both working at Kiwanis Park Recreation Center. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I used to take tennis there. Right. It's a, it's a cool facility. Yeah. We both worked there, and uh, when she got hired, she was hired, like, full-time, and I was just, like, a part-time guy at the time. And I'll never forget this. I was like, she's a spy for the boss. I guarantee it. So I told <laughs> everyone, she's a rat. Don't talk to her. Right? Like, I was so against her when she showed up. But did you, were you like, but she's really pretty? Uh, well, yeah, I was like, Dude, she's cool. She's a spy. But I kept thinking, like, maybe she's cool because she's trying to get something out of us. <laughs> and, uh, and then we bond. like, one of the first moments we bonded was over the movie Bronson with Tom Hardy. Oh, okay. I was talking about it, and she's like, oh, yeah, I watched that movie. It was awesome. And I just, like, my head almost spun off my shoulders because I was so pumped. No one knew what I was talking about. Yeah. And then we started hanging out. Oh, that is so sweet. Was she a spy? 
She turned out to be absolutely the opposite of a spy and just a really cool, honest person. You tried to, you guys tried to overthrow Tempe Kiwanis that Park. I, <laughs> that I no, I just it's so embarrassing because I was like, she's totally a spy, and then I was like, what am I doing? I'm like in cahoots with the enemy now, and then I was like, what's your problem? <laughs> so she won me over real hard. That is so cool. So what, um, I'm asking this because I'm curious because I always complain about being single and I can't find the one and this and that. Like, like what made you, like, how did you decide, like, okay, I want to spend the rest of my life with this woman? Um, that, to me, that one was really easy because it's like, besides that I thought she was, like, drop-dead gorgeous, it was just like there's no, there was no BS, which I needed. Like, it to be happy. You don't seem like you would put up with BS too well. I, well, you know, it's one of those things where it's like I did for a long time and I was miserably unhappy. And then I was kind of on this streak where I was like, I'm doing what I need to do. Leave me alone. And her whole thing was just, yeah, so am I. So we kind of linked up and there's just, if I'm being an idiot, she'll tell me I'm being an idiot. It was just like a respect thing. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it totally does. It makes so much sense. It like, hurts. She like, I don't know, she respects me enough to tell me when I'm being stupid or when I'm not holding up my end of how to be an adult. Would you say you're best friends? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, well, I think I'll just know it when I see it. You will. <laughs> no, you will. It's one of those things where, like, I wasn't even thinking about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was, like, actively thinking that she was against me <laughs> for a while. And uh, it's just, that's how it goes. Oh, that is so sweet. Well, I hope to meet her in the future. Oh, absolutely. Does she come to your shows? She doesn't a lot anymore, not, not out of, like, a hatred, but it's right. hard. Yeah. Because we kind of talked about this before. Like, if, if she shows up to a show and there's, like, ten people who stink or we have rough nights, it's awful for her. Yeah. She's going to sit there. She Famously, famously, we were at uh, – I'm not going to throw anyone under the bus, but we were at a venue, and she got sat under, like, an emergency light so uh -huh. everyone could see her. And she was, like, not feeling the show. And people were – these are guys I respect, and they were not bringing their A game. Okay. So the room wasn't really into it. It was having a rough show. And she was just staring at everyone. And they all kept coming off stage. And they were like, dude, there is this bitch. Oh, no. And she will not laugh. Like, she threw my whole set off. They're so mad. They're just talking crazy trash. And then at the end of the show, she came up, and I gave her a hug and kiss. And they were like, oh, yeah, no. Uh, and I was like, too late. <laughs> Too late. She's kind of the meter for which, you know, like, if, if Brittany's not laughing, then it's probably not funny. Uh, she's probably the hardest laugh to get. Ooh. But when she laughs, she'll get the whole room to laugh with her. Oh, it's like a nice. contagious laugh she has. Man. How did you get... No, I'm just joking. No, <laughs> How'd you get such a great lady? <laughs> just kidding. Literally, I'm serious. I was like, I woke up on, on the day of our wedding. I woke up. It was like 3 o'clock in the morning. This is true. And I legitimately was confused. I thought I had, like, dreamt. Because I was like, where am I? Why am I? Oh, no. Was this all not real? It was so weird. Like, I was really bummed for, like, an hour. But then it was real, so. That is so sweet. And I love it. And I, I need to hear these things. And I think people need to hear these things. Because a lot of people struggle with relationships. And, for sure. Um, and it's like, just hearing people's stories. And it's like, it just helps. 100%. And it's raining, and I, I might just cry when we're done with this. Um, the rain is gorgeous, though. It is really it's so good rain. so nice out. Yeah. It's very soothing. It is. What a nice Saturday. 
Don't get a lot of these in Arizona. No, we don't. Um, so what, let me ask you, well, okay. You, I know you've got some good, like, things that happened to you around a wing. And I remember the first time I saw your stand-up, you told this really great joke. But I would love to hear it again because it's so, it's so um, embarrassing. Yeah. I'll try not to be so horribly graphic. But uh, the, the basics of, of the story is that there was a, there was a woman... Oh, and this will tie in great, actually, uh, with my wife, too. There was a woman who, she wanted a date really, really bad. And I, we tried, and it just didn't, it wasn't working. It wasn't going to happen. Um, so I basically, I, we broke up, and I broke up with her. Um, I have to pause for a minute and just remember how crappy I used to be. But I... This chick, I broke up with her via a text message mm-hmm. because she kept, I was at work and I'd been working like 24 hours straight. And she kept like, when are we meeting up? Why aren't you answering me? And I was like, I'm at work. And then she was calling, calling, calling. And so finally she's like, are you cheating on me? Are you going to leave me? And I was like, honestly, yeah, <laughs> I'm, leaving. <laughs> I'm leaving you. I didn't <laughs> cheat on you, but I'm leaving you. Uh, so later she wanted to, to try and, and like win me back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was not. I was like, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. But she was like, well, I'm going to come over. We're going to have sex, and it's going to be awesome. And I'm like, okay. Uh, and she showed up. This is where it, the crux of it is she showed up with like three dozen chicken wings. It was a total oh, bribe. she was bringing her A game. Yeah, it was a total, total bribe. Um, and I devoured. I took the bait. Bait was taken. I don't blame you. Who wouldn't? Uh, um, and so I ate... I was like, you want some wings? She didn't want any, so I ate all of them. Three dozen. Three dozen. I ate 36 wings. Wait, uh, what flavor were they? Well, she had, it was like a weird honey one, but it wasn't a honey hot. Uh-huh. I would have known. And, uh, <laughs> but it was like, there was two, two like regular buffalo and then some honey thing. Um, so I ate those, and we were drinking the whole time and partying and whatever. Uh, and, <laughs> and then it became time. To like, hey, let's get this on. Like, we're both going to love this. <laughs> and, uh, like, I, <laughs> it's, this is the abridged version for my mother's sake. But, <laughs> but we got in there and nothing would get going. Nothing would kickstart. Uh, it was like, the, the way I've always done the, the joke is that it was like trying to wake up a teenager on the weekend to do something. <laughs> where you just keep, like, pushing them and you're like, get, come on. I need you to do this now. And he's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's like, I hate you. Leave me alone. <laughs> You're not my real dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I hate you. And like, and uh, it, oh God, it was so bad. It was so, so bad. Um, and eventually I was like, I need to, oh God. Uh, I was like, we need to make something happen here. Sure, sure. Uh, and as I was, like, starting to feel good and it was starting to work out, um, the three dozen chicken wings, it was time for them to <laughs> evacuate. <laughs> evacuate? And so uh, I got up and I went to the bathroom. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. And I went to the bathroom to try and, like, take care of business, and then take care of my other business. Sure, like, you had I'm a lot of to, business to take care of. very stressful situation. And God bless this woman, too. Like, it didn't work out, and I had no business wanting to be with her. I didn't want to be with her, but I still feel bad that she went through it. So, like, 
I'm in the bathroom trying to take care of it. And she, at one point, is like, hey, how's you, you going good in there? Like, is everything all right? <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just throwing on a condom real quick. Like, I'm, it's no big deal. <coughs> and she was like, that condom smells a lot like poop. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. I was like, <laughs> ah. <laughs> Yeah, and for everyone's sake, I, w- I won't go too much farther down that road. But long story short, uh, the chicken wings were the best part of that night. <laughs> it was very humiliating after that. Oh, my God. Maybe that was sweet revenge. You but, know, like. But I'm going to change the names because, I, you know, again, I don't want anyone to be upset. So we're going to say this person's name was Sally. Okay? Yeah. When I was da- like dating my wife, first hanging out with my wife, uh, Sally showed up. Ooh. Like at a hangout and was trying to like wedge in between what was happening. It was mm-hmm. kind of ugly. And I, Aww. but again, people have their emotions and I'm not judging. That's nice of you. So, well, here's why though. It was the greatest moment <laughs> in my entire life. Uh, she'd been hanging out with us the whole time, the whole night. And my wife's talking to me and we're doing whatever. And somebody cracked a joke and was like, hey, uh, I wonder how Sally feels about all of this. And my wife, with Sally standing right next to her, goes, I'm sorry, who is Sally? And Boom! Oh, Brittany for the win! Okay, so here's the deal. To this day, she says that it was an honest mistake. Okay. And I don't care. It right. was still the greatest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. It was like dagger, dagger, dropped her. Yeah. It was the greatest thing. It's one of the reasons I love my wife. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's this no BS. Oh, my gosh. You know, on this podcast, I always ask people, like, tell me about a time when you said the best thing, and yep. that is perfect. But Brittany said it, not you. So uh, I've never said the best thing. She said it. I, I've told this story before. Let me tell, I'll tell you this really quick, because yeah. now I'm so inspired. Um, I've told this story before, so I'm so stupid. I was, um, it was like 10 years ago, I was at a bachelorette party at the W in Scottsdale. Oh, nice. So, yeah, and the, not my scene. I was really intimidated. And back then... When I was, when we'd go to Scottsdale, like, I would drink too much because I was nervous. Yeah. I just felt like everybody's so bougie or whatever. So we had, you know, my girlfriends, we had, like, gotten dresses and we're ready, we're out, we're hanging out. And I was walking back from the bathroom, pretty drunk at this point. And um, I kind of see this happening ahead of me, a crowd. And this guy, I kind of see him say, like, hold on, watch this. Okay. And the crowd kind of split, and I'm about to walk through. I don't know why or how I saw it or knew what was happening. Yeah. And, and everybody kind of focuses, and he goes, hey, hey, where'd you get that dress? And in my mind, and this is all like a, a second, you right, know. Right, right. But in my mind, I'm like, what the fuck? What is he going to say? Like, oh, like middle school bullying came back to me, and I was like, oh, it can't be good. And yeah. somehow, in a split second, I said, your mom's closet? And he went, he was like, and everybody went, ooh. And he kind of like, he was like, keep walking. Good. And I was like, I don't know. I asked my friend, I was like, what was happening? What was he going to say? I don't know. No. She was like, it couldn't have been good. It could not have been good. There's no way. Yeah, okay. So that's what I was going to say before you finished it. I'm glad I didn't uh, interrupt. I I was going to be like, when a guy says something like that and then it, like, people move. There's zero chance it's a good thing. Okay, so he wasn't going to be like, um, I think I'm in love with you, you're the one, and we're going to spend the rest of our lives together? Because I could have missed that opportunity. No. That was not going to happen. There's a really, let me put it this way. If that was what he was going to do, 
you still don't want to be with somebody no. who thinks that's a great idea. <laughs> Good point. No, yeah. So I always say that as like, that was the time I said the right thing at the right time that to win. That, and you know what? If he would have been like, uh, um, that would have crushed me, ruined my night. It would have yeah. been so sad. Like, why? And then what for what? Yeah. You to feel cool. cool for three seconds? Yeah. People suck. Anyway, I didn't mean to make this about me, but now I. Man, Brittany. That is so, she says it was an honest mistake, but. And I do believe her. Okay. But I just, what I think that almost made me love her even more because it was like she was so unconcerned with who this person was. Yeah. That it didn't even matter. I love that feeling, and I feel like I may have had it once or twice. When you, were you guys just dating at the time? Yeah, we were kind of just starting out. I love that feeling where you're so confident in the person that you're with and yeah. how they feel about you that then some, you know, ratchet girl doesn't really matter. <laughs> you know, you're yeah. just like, you're confident. That's a neat feeling. Yeah, I'd love see, to feel that again one day. And I always see, I have that great, I'm in this awesome position. Like a lot of guys, I don't think, I don't know that a lot of men are comfortable with this kind of stuff, but like my wife, I do not care who she hangs out with, what she does. I'm not saying that like because I'm cool. I'm saying that because I, she knows how to handle everything. It's part of what is so awesome. So like I think about stuff where I'm like, if some guy tries anything, God save him. She's going <laughs> to... She's going to wax him. She's going to mop the floor with him. Nice. And I think it's the greatest feeling. So it kind of goes two ways, right? Yeah. Like I know she doesn't have to worry about anything because yeah. I'm not dumb. Like, yeah. Like she rules. But for me, it's even, I don't know, because a lot of men, I feel like, talk about that. Like, I had to step up for my girl or whatever. And I'm like, dude, I'm not getting caught in whatever that tornado is going to be because <laughs> she's going to destroy somebody. Dude, hashtag relationship goals. I like that because, I, you know, it's hard. Um, being solo this long, you kind of get used to doing your own thing. Yeah. But I think there are some times where I, I do really need a man. And one of them is, like, when I take my Jeep to the dealer to get some kind of service. I can never win yeah. at a, like, vehicle-type uh, transaction. Okay. I suck there. And then there's a couple times where I feel like I'm just in over my head. I would. Okay? Oh yeah, it's yeah. fine. It's just my hand for some reason. Like yeah. I almost dropped it. Don't drop the mic. Like, the, like my left arm just was like, we don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> um, but no, see, here's the thing though. This is, I'm going to give guys a really hard time. Do a it. lot of men don't have any idea either when they go oh. to the GD yeah. show. They just hope that if they puff their chest out enough. I, I feel like the men though, they lock eyes and they they I don't know they 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 assume they know I don't know they're just more willing to talk to them and and then I just feel like a huge bitch because I'll be like all right look this is what I've tried this is what I know this I've got this and then and they just I feel like they're just like what a c word or something that's their problem that's true because if they actually cared uh and I'm not trying to knock guys but if they actually cared about their job they would love that right eliminating the issues so that's that's a ego thing if they got problems with that yeah selling parts man it's not about you. <laughs> it's not about you. Right? Uh, that's a big pet peeve I have. It's like, I'm your customer. And I feel like in my work, I have to deliver great service to people all the time. Yeah. When it's my turn, right? I want the flipping service. No, that makes sense because you, you treat people how you want to be treated. So yeah. you expect to be treated that way. Yeah. But it doesn't happen a lot, unfortunately. Some people are still really good, though. I'll still give that credit. Well, when it... When it when it happens and it's really good. I'm just like, wow, you are really good. Thank that, you. 
So why? So this is my question. How come the customer service people are always the lowest paid people? Mm. I think you should be paying like really good personality people incredible living wages because think about how much it changes your experience. Yeah. You go to like, like a perfect example is uh, like, let's say I go to like a, like a Zia records. I want to buy a record. Okay. It doesn't matter. I just want to buy the record. But if the person that I go to is like excited, they ask you about it, they're fun. You're like, man, Zia is great. Yeah. But if you go up and they're like, cool. And they check you out. You're like, you know, maybe I'll buy it on Amazon. Right. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's very arrogant of me, but I, I kind of like it when somebody is, is at least semi-interested. I was at Walmart, and the kid didn't even look up to say hello. Right. And then when I was leaving, he didn't say bye, and I stood there, and I was like, bye. Thank you. Bye. And he's like, oh, my. Then I'm like, Mary, don't be a bitch. He's probably an introvert, or he probably, you know, your shirt's probably open, or something embarrassing like that. Like, it's not. That's I, fair. Yeah. I mean, it's fair to give people the benefit of the doubt, of course, but. I have to check myself. But, you know, I do that too, though, where you're like, are you serious, man? Like, you get upset with people, and I do the same thing. I'm like, dude, for all I know, he got in, like, an accident. He had to walk here, and he's just having, like, a crappy day. Yeah, like, don't ruin their day, Mary. Like, yeah, don't make two bad days. Right. I'm I'm starting to think more in that direction now as I – I'm so mature now. I'm just amazed at how, like, I'm a lot more mature. Um, (laughs) Anyway, Chris (laughs) – Chris, what is, like, the best wing you've ever had? Or wh- where, oh. what's your favorite wing? Okay. Or best wing? So, the, the best wing I ever had in my life doesn't exist anymore. Okay? Because you ate it. Well, that's true. <laughs> so, yes, physically, right now, it's gone. Long gone. Uh, but it was the Yucca Tap Room. Oh. Okay? They used to have, I don't, I have no idea who the chef was. I got a buddy who manages it, and the there was they had these new wings that came out probably oh, it's been like five years now, five years ago, and they were like I don't really like a breaded mm-hmm, chicken mm-mm, wing. Mm-mm. Okay, this guy was doing some weird light breading. It was like a liquid breading, you know, like a batter instead of a breading. That's, yeah, that's a lot. Real thin. Oh. Real thin. I don't know what he was doing. But he had a honey hot wing there. That It was his own recipe, like his own honey hot sauce. There was no store-bought, whatever. They were the greatest wings I ever had in my entire life. So it had a, a light breading. It was like, I, I don't even know if it was a breading. You know what I mean? It, but it wasn't just skin. There's... I refuse to believe the skin was that perfectly no, crispy. No, sometimes I think you can achieve that by dusting it with flour before so that, you fry it. That's probably what he did then. Yeah, if it was a light breading, like a coating, and I was trying to think of something. You know how like um, fried zucchini will have, was it that thick? No, no, no. Okay, it was probably like a dusting of flour. Yeah, you're probably right. Or like the, the what's the other one, the cornstarch or whatever. They, I've seen that with the Korean wings. Panko. It could have been that, too. So I think you would achieve that by, like, you know, they're wet. Maybe you dip them in egg, and then you roll them yeah, in I, the panko breading, like breadcrumbs. They're crunchier yeah. breadcrumbs. I have no idea what he did. I'll be honest with you. I couldn't I'm trying figure to say, like, how can we recreate this? But it was, they were so good. I would eat, like, I would eat, like, four dozen of them a week. Did you feel kind of sick? Never. Because sometimes the so heavier perfect. breading, it was so perfect. Wow! And uh, dream wing. And uh, it was, it was, uh, it was the one of the single most tragic days in my life. 
when he my buddy texts me, the manager, he's like, "Look, man, they're coming off the menu," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> like I drove down there to get some. <laughs> I'm coming. <laughs> um, and then the, they've since introduced a really weird chicken wing that we'll get back to because we're gonna talk about current favorite, which is a tie. Um, it's, it's got to be Casey Moore's Chipotle wing. Okay. The only reason it wouldn't be alone is sometimes their batches are weird. You get like broken wings and really oh. small wings. Yeah. So the chicken isn't that consistent. That probably makes you like it more because it's like, you, you know, it's, it's more sought after. Yeah. That's kind of it. Like if, if it was consistent, it would obviously be the number one. Mm-hmm. But it's like hovering because I'm like, it's kind of like, you know, Moby Dick. It's like my white, the right, white right, whale. Right. Like, am I going to get it or not? Yeah. Uh, and and they, it's a honey chipotle? It's just chipotle. Chipotle. That's what's cool about it. Is it wet it. or dry? It's wet. Okay. But it's not, again, when they do it the right way, like there's, most of the time, 90% of the time they do it this way. There's one guy back there, whoever you are, stop drowning them. And, uh, <laughs> but they, they're really, really good. I haven't been to KC Moore's in years, but we used to have a lot of fun there. I, I probably would not go to Casey Moore's if it wasn't for those wings. Nothing against the sure. place, but it's so crowded. It's so popular. I, I've been in Arizona 13 years now, and now I really think about that as my early days. Yeah. And it's weird that I've been here long enough that I have good old days, but, yeah. oh, man, Casey Moore's, the trouble we would get into and the maniac I would become. I, uh, Casey Moore's was one of those I went to because of my wife. Yeah. She, she really likes that place. And I was like, let's all keep in mind. I was Mr. Heavy Metal. I was too cool for everyone. <laughs> so I was like, stupid hipster bar. It's so dumb. And I'd go there, and the food was great, and the beers were awesome. And I'd be like, this place is so lame. <laughs> like, just lying. But, but now it's I... Haunted. It's haunted. It's, uh, yeah, that's what I, I hear. Yeah, that's I would love to see it in action, like some actual haunting going on. Yeah. But, uh, no, so that's, that's... They have a great one. That wing is really good. But maybe my favorite, and I'll probably catch some heat for this, is at Monkey Pants. Oh, we yeah, I had fun there too. They have the uh, they have a grilled wing. They they also have one that's blackened, so it's fried. They sauce it and then they grill it until it's like black. It's oh. like charcoaling up on the edges. Yeah. <sighs> With the monkey sauce, it's their own sauce. What is that like? It's like a sweet and tangy kind of sauce. Nice. Not a lot of spice to it, which is actually okay. I yeah. like spicy wings, too, but sometimes you just don't want that. Yeah. But it's, they're so good, and they're real consistent. I like it. So those two are the best right now for nice. me. Nice. You're very Tempe. I am. And that's, it's really, really funny, too, because I started branching out and going, and I'm like, it's just not the same. But I'm wondering now if there's because of, um, like, you know, social and uh, memory things attached to it that it tastes so much better. Yeah, maybe. But... Because there's a lot of good wings out there. There's a lot of people putting out good wings. And that's why, I mean, that's why I have a podcast about wings, because I think people have a lot of social and uh, memories about it. So it's not really about wings. It's, it's about people, you know, and their best stories. You should walk into the Senate with just dozens and be like, let's just sit down. Let's figure this shit out. And everybody figure it out. For All me. right. I don't care what, you know, like... We're not trying to cause a problem. Vote how you need to vote, but sit down <laughs> and just be good people to each other. Need some wings. Oh my gosh, we could like save the world. Could 
Wings could save the world. That's what I love about this. It kind of gives me my, uh, gives me a reason to talk to people and to like, you know, I don't know, get to know them better. Yeah, increase the, the social circle, broaden horizons. Yeah. Who doesn't want to, nobody said no. Nobody has been like, Mary, I don't want to talk to you and I don't want you to buy me wings. Exactly. I don't want to talk about myself for an hour. First Nobody of, says that. Yeah, for anyone who says that, that's the person you worry about. <laughs> Everybody does want to talk about themselves on some level. Yeah. Not all the time. I'm not saying it in an ego way. Sometimes yeah. you just like to talk. Well, when do you get to? That's you know? what I mean. You spend all day at work worrying about other people. Serving stuff. others. Not a big deal. We all appreciate it. Everybody likes doing it. Uh, you go home, you're worried about your spouse or even a dog or a neighbor or the the local children running around, you're worried about what's happening to them. Yeah. Uh, and then once in a while, you get invited onto the Wing podcast, <laughs> and you get to be very centric. It's nice. It's very nice. Um, I, uh, oh, okay, it's time for that question. Okay. What, what is the coolest or your favorite thing that you've done or experience or opportunity you've had doing stand-up comedy? Um, I have, I have one that's a specific show and then, uh, I have two. Let's hear it. I want to hear it. Uh, one was I did a, I was doing a podcast a while back with my buddy, Kevin. I think we talked about it a little bit. Yeah. Um, What's Kevin's last name again? Elliot. Kevin Elliot. Yeah. He, uh, good dude. Very funny. Uh, and we were doing a podcast that was like sponsored by a, by a sports website and it was really, really a cool, cool experience overall. But we had Brett Ernst as a guest on the mm-hmm. show, which for, for me was like a huge deal. I couldn't believe it. And he was really, really funny. And this is one of the best moments for me, not from a self-congratulatory point, but we started like throwing jokes back and forth, and I was getting him to laugh, and he, I was laughing, and it became like, oh, I can do this. Yeah. Right? Like he's hardened up to this. He's not going to laugh at everything. And I was getting some solid laughs. So then it, from there, that initial shock wore off, and it turned into a real, like, very productive comedy experience. I learned different ways to approach things. So that was very cool yeah. on, a, on a personal level. Um, and then I think maybe the best uh, show, I, one of the best things I ever did, per, like, on stage was I did, like, a New Faces, yeah. which I was really scared about. And, 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 like, half the people told me those are a waste of time. Don't do that, mm. blah, blah, blah. And I went out there, and it was full. And I was so scared. And it was, like, my five minutes, everybody was screaming and laughing. And, and it was, like, I made a whole room laugh. Yeah. And I was, like, okay, I can do it. Like, I can do this. That's a good feeling when you feel that wave. That's what it was, too. You know, it would, like, erupt from the front and then the ones from the back would hit you and then the ones from the deck would hit you and you're like wow I think that's the addiction or that's the like the dragon you're chasing now for the rest of your career is oh, like sure. I want that again and sometimes you get it sometimes you don't but you know it exists and you know you can do it it is it's so crazy because like when you get the explosive laughter like the one where they cannot it's not a chuckle it's not even like a hard laugh let's drop the microphone again I think I need to check my left arm after this. <laughs> oh, no. The, um, but, like, when they explode. Yeah. It, it, to this day, like, I can't help it. I'll be, like, smiling on stage, even when it's supposed to be, like, a very serious mm-hmm. part of the joke. 
you're like doing it through a smile. And I'm like, ah, I can't help it. It's yeah. just the best feeling. That is so cool. It's so pure. It's so real. It's that's what I like about comedy. Right. It's, it's like it feels good to you. It feels good to the people listening. It doesn't and it's just an idea you had and crafted. Yeah, you just did that. And that's what it was uh one of the craziest things I ever I ever saw was a uh now I'm not gonna remember his name, he's a rapper. Kind of a weird dude. Danny Brown. Mm. He's kind of like an underground guy. Mm-hmm. He's like a chip dude. He's a weird dude. <laughs> but they were interviewing him, and I, I, don't, I follow him a little, but I saw the interview, and it was like, they said, what's like the best performance you think that exists? Right? Like, what's the best type of performance? Because he's done like rap. He's been in like some video. I don't know. And he was like stand-up comedy. And they were like, okay. And he said, it's the rawest performance mm-hmm. possible. You don't even have a beat. Like a rapper, I have a beat. So if people yeah. hate me, at least they can listen to that. A comedian, it's like only what's coming out of your mouth is what we're paying attention to. So it's the rawest, most intense performance possible. That made me, makes me feel really good. Right? So it feels much... So like, it's one of those things where like if you bomb, there is a level of like, okay, but at least I'm doing it. Yeah. You know, like I'm in it. But when you crush, it's un- life-changing. Yeah. I don't know how else to say it. No, you know, and I, <clears throat> it just re-energizes you too because you're like, oh, I want to keep going and I want to keep doing this. And yeah. Yeah, that is nice. This is, I, I find that after I talk to great people like you, I'm just re-energized and you kind of just feel, have this good like, all right, I'm, I'm good and I, um, I, I'm going to keep going forward or right. something. Yeah, very know. healthy reset. It's yeah. Like a, it's kind of like. Uh, the, Therapy? Sort of. The, the, the analogy that I've been thinking about for a little bit is uh, like when you fill up your gas tank and reset the, the trip. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's kind of like full gas. Let's see how many miles this one gets me. Shit. You know, like. Chris, then, that is good. It's, that's the feeling. I don't know how else to explain it. So maybe that makes no sense to anyone listening, but that's how it, it makes sense to me. That's really good. Um, I, gosh, I really like talking to you. We're probably going to get out of here soon. But before we go, any other, do you have anything else that ever happened to you over a wing? Or a um, wing was present or in the room? Any great stories there? The, I was in, this was high school, and I was, uh, I was on the baseball team. And me and another guy on the team got into an argument over who could eat more chicken wings. <laughs> so, so we went to, uh, we went to the Vine. When they used good to, wings, right? Or they used to be at least. Well, no, they're, they're okay. I haven't been there actually in a while, but they would have been up there if I hadn't eaten those ones at the Yucca. So, <laughs> uh, it used to be ten nine ninety nine all you can eat wings, right? Mm. You just had to buy a soda, so it was like you had to buy a soda plus the nine ninety nine. Yeah, that's a deal. Um, it was over the next week after we went, and so <laughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, so me and this guy squared off. The whole team was, like, going to be involved, but pretty much all of them were like, I'm going to eat, like, two dozen and yeah. bow out. So to this day, I have to give credit to my <laughs> opponent. Uh, he beat me. But I had eight dozen, and he had, like, nine dozen. Holy shit. And I got to give him credit. I bet you he could have kept going, too. I was getting pretty maxed out. So, like, respect. 96 wings. Yeah. And, I have to uh, do the math here. He was 
I mean, he was just like. He had 108. Yeah. And I, I promise you, I think he probably could have got halfway through another one. So I was like, you win. Respect for life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So 96, do you think, is your ceiling? Um, <clears throat> to this day, I think about, like, I, I need a, be- a deal so that I don't go broke. But I'm, I'm going to get to 100. I wonder if Wings with Friends should have a wing eating contest somewhere down the road. Why not? Why not? Get sponsored. Yeah. And do it there. And they provide the wings. Oh, um, my gosh. So the next, so the, this is where it got nuts. I lose, and I'm feeling really mad. <laughs> and the next day in PE, the coach is like, hey, by the way, we're running the 800. <laughs> <laughs> it's like for a grade. Like, this is for your midterm. Yeah. And I'm like, coach, can I do it tomorrow or, like, <laughs> a different time? And he's like, no, you got to go today or you get a zero. Oh, man. So I didn't. And then I needed it. I was, like, trying to get an A in P.E. You don't want to be the guy who doesn't get the A in, right? I didn't want to not get an A. I play baseball. It's P.E. So. I mean, you get, oh, they gave a grade for that? Yeah, they did. Because it was, like, a weight training type thing. It was. Okay. They had the sports people in it, right? Yeah. So I'm, like, I got to look cool because it was the wrestling coach was our coach. And I hauled. It's a half a mile. I was running as hard as I could. And I got. One and three quarters out of the two laps. And this is, I apologize, this is gross. And it started to come back. It started to come back up. <laughs> and uh, I didn't, I was like, I'm on awesome time right now. So I literally just stuck my hand in my <laughs> mouth and kept hauling until I got Wait, across the finish. You gagged yourself, puked. I no, oh. I just I held it in so it couldn't come out. Oh my until, god, that's even worse. Until, until I got across the finish line. <laughs> and, you uh, monster. And, uh, and then you puked? And then I puked. Oh my god. And the crazy thing was somebody upstairs was looking out for me. Because I got a little out, and then I was able to get to the bathroom. So I didn't make, like, a big scene in front of everyone. <laughs> but I thought I was going to lose it right there. And it's weird how life is, because you know what my first thought was? Oh, man, they're going to be so mad. The track is going to be so dirty. Like, oh. th- I felt so bad that somebody's going to have to come out and, like, mop <laughs> right, it up. Right, 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 right. But, so that was, I didn't do that ever again. Yeah. Oh, that's a great story. It's just, it comes from your love of wings, though. It was a passion play. <laughs> If I had to, if I had it to do over, I love to pretend that I would not have eaten that many, but that's not true. I would have gone for the win, and I would have thrown up all over. Yeah, don't change a thing. <laughs> that is perfect. The only thing changes win. Right. Eat more wings. And isn't it funny that it's like what twelve, fifteen years later, and I'm still kind of like. <laughs> he's he's scowling to, right now. I need to get to hundred. I need to know I can break triple digits. Yeah. Well, maybe we can make those dreams come true. Maybe. Speaking of dreams, as we wrap up here, what are you looking forward to? What do you want to do next in comedy? Like, what would you like to accomplish? Um, you know, honestly, I want to... Personal goal that's not going to be really visible to a lot of people in comedy. I want to finish this script that me and Joe Ganjami are working on. Nice. We're plugging along on it. It's good. I want to finish that because I think it's a really funny project. And then uh, Joe and I are trying to get some other stuff off the ground with Kevin. Mm-hmm. That I'm, I don't want to say it yet because it's, they're involved sure. and I don't know if they want to talk about yeah. it. Um, and then as for me, I'm trying to get in the next six months, I want to get a spot 
uh, I'm trying to get back into the clubs on the weekends. Yeah. I was in there for a little bit, and then I kind of fell out of it. Yeah. So I'm trying to get back in. House of Comedy, improv, whatever. So yeah. that's the goal. Good. I love that. I love treating this kind of as a vision board. Like, let's put it out there, and then it'll it'll come to you. And then if I don't do it. No, you will. No one's going to think I'm cool, so I'll make sure I do it. Nobody thinks you're cool anyway, so you have <laughs> nothing to lose. <laughs> Just kidding. No, you're so great. And I really enjoyed getting to know you better and kind of like understanding these different sides of you instead of just like angry white dude with the beard. Right. I know. I come off like a real stereotype sometimes. I know. I know. <laughs> I was afraid. I was like, oh, God, that guy. <laughs> no, I'll stand. I know. I stand around sometimes and I got like my flannels on and like a trucker hat. And I'm like, literally everyone. I look like the guy was like, kick his ass. See, bass. Like, <laughs> Oh, we didn't even get into where you're from. You're you're from uh, Massachusetts. No, my wife. My no, you're good. You're good. Uh, my wife's family is from back east. My I'm from here. Oh. But my dad, my dad's from uh, just outside Chicago. If you say Chicago, I'll get yelled at. <laughs> just outside of Chicago, my wife's family is all from uh, Massachusetts. So oh. there's a lot of influence. Yeah. But I'm born and raised here. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought you were from back east. You have that kind of look. That's what I keep hearing. When I, and when I go back there, I fit in. So maybe I'm in the wrong spot. Fish out of water. Maybe. That's interesting. Well, very cool. I think, uh, well, I look forward to chatting again because I feel like there's so much here. We'll chat again once you start getting those uh, spots again. Yeah, I'll come and, check back in. Yeah. yeah. Like, how's it going? Have some wings. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. This was fantastic. Thank you for having me. My this pleasure. Was a blast. Good, good, good. I'm glad to hear that. Um, hey, thanks for listening, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you next time on Wings with Friends. Bye bye.